If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. This is Making Chips, episode number 14. We are here in the studio today with my good friend and co-host of this fabulous manufacturing podcast, Making Chips, Jason Zanger. Jason. How you doing? I'm well. Well, thanks. Yeah, today we're going to be talking uh, a little bit about federal and state grant money. I think I have some uh, good information to offer to my viewers uh, as I've taken advantage of some federal and state grant money that was available to me, and it was it's it's just been very helpful in the overall picture. Before we get started, Jason, you want to tell our listeners a little bit about what Making Chips is all about, you know, an overview. Yeah, so Making Chips is here to equip manufacturing leaders with valuable content to use in their business. We're sort of like a trade magazine, except we're in an audio format just to make things easier for you to consume the content that we give out. So we're here as a resource for you. So if you have topics that you want to talk about, that you want to hear about, please let us know. You can't read a trade publication while you're driving a car. No, you can't. No. And you shouldn't text while you're driving a car either. So that's why Making Chips is here. So Absolutely. Um, listen to our podcast instead Great. of texting and driving. Great new media. So yeah, I have a little bit of, before we get started and get to the meat and potatoes. Yeah, you have some the, manufacturing news? I do. I do have a little bit of manufacturing news. You know, I love reading this stuff because it's so crazy sometimes when I when I see a article about manufacturing and it just drives me nuts. Anyway, this article is from the LA Times of all places. The headline is Manufacturing Slower to Grow in California Than Anywhere Else in the United States. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that. This is the biggest state in the United States, the contiguous United States. Well, I don't know if it's the biggest. It, it's definitely one of the biggest manufacturing states. But it's up there. What this is telling us is no, it's absolutely not. It's the lowest, it's the bottom of the pit. For manufacturing. You're saying that they're not growing as fast as... They're not as... growing as fast okay. at all. And I, I couldn't believe it. It was it was crazy. Some of the statistics that they were saying is it comes down to housing costs and the cost of doing business in California overall. Unless you're forced to be in California increasingly, it's hard to find reasons that you have to be here. Well, so, one of the things that California, I know, makes it difficult to do business there is because they have a, a limit on the land basically that they can grow so i did um, not know that yeah so in, in california they have you know it's it's very limited as far as how you can expand just from a from a land perspective so you know it's not like here in illinois where where we do have a lot of available space one sentence one paragraph the state has been among the slowest to recover jobs in an industry long viewed as a bastion of middle class opportunity yeah, I'm really surprised that California is, is suffering as far as that goes. It's crazy. I, I, I don't understand that. And I mean, I, I get that the cost of living is, is high, but with all the resources that it has, I, I just can't believe it. it is what it is. So 
If any of our listeners have any comments on that, I'd love to hear your reasoning behind that and uh, put it on makingchips.com. Yeah, so let's move on to the uh, to episode 14, which we're going to discuss federal and state grant money. Yeah. Now, Jim, I know that um, we all have kind of a love-hate relationship with the government, probably more of a hate relationship most of the time. But, you know, as it is, you know, they are going to take the taxes that they will, but there are ways for us to get some of that money back, isn't there? There absolutely is. You just got to know the right people and, and know where it's at. Exactly. You have to, I know one of the ways that you initially got into receiving grant money was just from, you know, networking and talking to people within our industry and you were made aware of, of some of these resources. Absolutely. I would never have believed it was as easy as it was, quite frankly. So where do we start? Well, why don't we start at the federal level? Because I, I know that one the best. That's where I've gotten the most bang for my buck. I'm willing to share this and I, I've shared it with a blog post on our website. I really want to inform our listeners that there is this type of money out there. They just have to know about it and where to get it from. Okay, so what is that program called? Well, the program that I was involved in, it's a federal government cost share program. And it's facilitated through a local, in my situation, it's facilitated through a local Chicago-based company called Applied Strategies International. And it's through the trade Adjustment Assistance for Firms, or TAF, T-A-A-F, program. Okay, so if our listeners want to find out more information about this, they, they would probably I would Google, Google I would trade, trade Adjustment, adjustment assistance, assistance for Firms. Yes, okay. yes, T-A-A-F for short. And they should probably be linked to a facilitator in their area that could give them more information on it. Of course, that facilitator's in it as a third party to get a couple points off the total amount of the cost share. They had to be compensated for their work involved. Sure. Why don't we tell our listeners that if they go to makingchips.com slash T-A-A-F, that we will link them over to that blog post that you wrote uh, a couple months ago. It is on our makingchips.com site too. So all they have to do is look at the blog post. Mm -hmm. So makingchips.com slash T-A-A-F. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, it was a great thing. You know, again, yeah, I did learn about it through our trade association. One of my friends there was talking about it, and I said, hey, what, really? They're, they're giving away money? He goes, yeah, they really are. I, you know, and he brought me to some of my peers, and we talked about it. We had lunch together, and I said, I can't believe it. It's possible. So what this one is, and I'll try and go slow in explaining it because it is, does get a little complicated. What you have to do is you have to show this particular person what the Applied Strategies associate comes into your facility. They sit down with you and they start asking you questions to vet you out to see that if you're a good candidate or enough, enough for this grant. So what you have to do is you have to show declining sales and or a reduced workforce in a window of time. I don't remember what the window of time was. It could be 12 months. It could be 18 months. It could be 24 months. Whatever it was, we met that criteria. Then... You had to prove that you lost those sales dollars to overseas competition. I think the reason that our government puts a lot of these programs into place is that they pass these laws like NAFTA and whatever else. I don't even know too much about the intricacies of some of these legislations, but because they pass these laws and make it easier for companies to buy products overseas, they also put these grant programs together in order to give money back to companies such as gyms who can substantiate 
losing business and needing these funds for his business order in order to get some of that back. Absolutely. And, you know, just to be clear, as far as like a definition term, so a grant is essentially money that's, you know, being given by an entity, in this case, you know, the federal government that does not have to be repaid. No, it does not. It's you're free and clear. You're assigned to a project manager and they come out and of course, they've got a vested interest in making sure that you're going to be validated or vetted out to be involved in this because if you are, they're going to get the residuals on facilitating. They basically get a commission. They absolutely do. So they're going to be able to do a snapshot of your company right away based on a few 30 minutes of questions that they can get this done, which is great because we want to do it or we don't want to do it. We want to make that decision right away. It's either yay or nay. So in my particular case, they said, yes, absolutely, you're a good candidate for it. And there's two different programs that you can sign up for through this Trade Adjustment Assistance for Firms program, TAF. You can get a $75,000 grant at 75%. So what it is, is you say, okay, I've got $75,000 in purchases that I want to do. I want 75% brought back to me from the government or... You can go in at 150000 and the federal government will give you a 50% rebate back on that. But what I did in my case is I thought, you know, there's no way I'm probably going to utilize $150,000 of the grant money. So I thought, eh, I'll take it easy, and I'm going to go in at the seventy-five, under the condition that you can flip it at any time in the five years that you're enrolled in this program, and you can flip it over to the higher amount. Well, in our situation... We started to learn the program and how it it worked and, and how you could be strategic in your purchases. We started thinking out of the box and we're like, oh my God, this has like opened up a whole new world to us. So about three years into the program, we converted ours from the 75,000, 75% U.S. share to the 150,000, 50% share. What you have to do is you have to make up the money that you got and pay a little bit more administrative fee. But for us, it was absolutely invaluable, and we've really been able to utilize it. We're just about at our maximum right now. So what can you use this money on? Okay, so it's for anything intangible, anything like training, like website development, consultants. You used it on marketing a lot, didn't you? I used it on marketing. I used it on website development. I use it on my ISO certifications. They won't pay for ongoing audits, but they will pay for that initial audit for certification. So the whole idea is to make your company more competitive and the federal government is willing to give you money in order to make your company more competitive. That's exactly right, Jason. They just want you to be competitive against the overseas countries. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're they're reaching out and offering this. And at the time that you were awarded this was when there was a lot of companies that were really suffering from the overseas competition, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's changed a little bit more. And I don't know where we're at right that with regards to variables. If you were to apply for this grant program now, would you not even be considered because... I don't you, think so. Okay, just because you wouldn't be able to show well, our sales any kind have been of sales up. decrease. Yeah. No, I could not show that there was a sales decrease. Okay. And it has to be consistent. Again, I apologize. I don't know what the timeline is or the window of time that you have to be show that reduction. Yeah, so just to be clear, you know, we're talking about one particular 
grant program from the federal government. There's probably many other grant programs out there. Jim's just speaking from his experience that, you know, he applied for this particular one, but I can imagine that there's other programs out there for other situations as yeah, well. I got to tell you, it w- it's really been great. And when you really get to learn how it works, you can get really strategic in your buys. So you can't buy anything tangible. You can't buy a PC, but you can buy all the software that goes into that PC. You can't buy a CNC machining center, but you can buy a CNC machining center software. All the labor that's involved in putting that together, all of those things are intangible things that can apply for this grant money. So when you go to buy, for instance, I bought a CNC machine on this grant money, the CNC distributor that sold me this had to say, you get your total cost of the machine. Of that machine, how much is the software worth? How much is the labor involved in assembling that machine? How much of that machine cost is training for your CNC machinists? So they just split it up. Wow, that's that's amazing. I I never would have thought of that. Well, think about it. Think about how many hours involved in putting together a CNC machine. That's what we did. And, And my salesman got he, all he that. He broke it apart. He, he broke, broke apart it the sale. Completely apart. So, you know, we had numbers for what the actual tangible equipment cost. And we had a specific column for all the intangibles. And of the intangibles, the federal government paid 50%. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, we bought, we've upgraded our ERP. We've upgraded our CAM systems. We had our employees trained. I had a consultant come in. And you can double dip. Well, we hired our new um, office manager that needed to know about our ISO management system. She had no idea what was going on, so I brought in a consultant. We got 50% back on all the consultant training, and of that 50% that we had to pay, we could go back to the state on an ETIP grant and get another 50% back. So effectively, we're only paying 20% for that training. You need to start a consulting business on getting grant money for manufacturers. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I'm willing to share this information because it's available to everybody. It's just who knows it, and you've got to find out where it's at. Yeah, you, you find this information, like we said before, just by talking with people and by networking. You know, a lot of times, I mean, just to get a little bit political, you know, these— You're getting political? It's just a little bit. Not partisan, so, because i equally um not a big fan of any of them. So these politicians, they put these programs together, like these grant programs, and they get to, you know— celebrate themselves and say that they did these great things by putting these grant programs together. And, you know, they really, not not a lot of people apply for them. And, you know, they're not targeted correctly to, you know, the owners of manufacturing companies. So it's hard for people to locate these grant programs. So, you know, I would say that they probably go by underfunded a lot of times. And actually, I've heard that from people that that are in the know that they do go underfunded a lot of times. On the federal level or the state level? Just in general. Just in general. Because, I mean, you have federal politicians that are putting these programs together and state politicians. We should actually, you know, consider putting together some resources on our website for grant programs and, you know, help our manufacturing listeners to, to locate some of these programs. That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, we'd love to hear back from you to see if that's, you know, something that well, I'd like to be hear some in. success stories. Yeah, that'd be great to hear some success stories, you know, in addition to, to your success. Yeah. With regards to the federal level, there's also state where, you know, we're in the state of Illinois, 
And there's what they call, and I think you can speak to this too, because you shared with me that you're utilizing some of this money. I'm as well. looking into it. Yeah. It's called ETIP. Right. I'm just starting to learn, but basically the way that the, the ETIP program works is that it's state. And I don't know if it's just for our state. I, I do apologize that I, that I haven't done extensive research on this yet, but state money that's being administrated by an organization to approve the money and what it's to be used for is to improve the processes that the company goes through. So like we can use the money to train our employees to basically to improve the business. You know, it's free money out there. It's money that we're already spending money on training to increase the efficiency of our company. And we might as well get, you know, grant money in order to cover half of it. The big differences between this ETIP state grants and the applied strategies TAF program is with the TAF program on the federal level, you create a purchase order for 50% of what the total is, and that's submitted. The other 50% is paid by a purchase order from them. So I have a consultant come in. Let's just create this scenario. I have a consultant come in. He does training, consults us on whatever that it is. We've, we've both submitted purchase orders to that vendor for 50% of his total, his or her total. And then as soon as my invoice, as soon as I pay my 50%, I fax a copy of that in. Fax, can you believe that? A copy in. And the applied strategies program, the project manager that's facilitating that will pay the other 50%. Now, versus on the state level, you have to pay the full thing up front and it's you have no idea. Yeah, you don't know whether you're going to get approved or not. Well, even if you're in an approved program and you are approved, you have no idea when you're going to get your money. Right, right. So like I said... It's dispersed at their at their luxury. Right. So like I said, you know, we're using this... We're, we're going to be looking for this money for spending that we have already allocated. So we know that we want to spend this money in order to... So how long you know, are you going back? I increase mean, efficiencies. How long ago did that... Was that um, money spent? We spent this about a year ago. Okay. I know you can go back quite a while. Yeah. I would say that um, this is really something for our listeners to think about. Think about, I mean, whether or not you veer more towards the hate side of your relationship with the government or more towards the love side, I would say that this money is still out there. Really think about utilizing the money that is available because otherwise it just goes unused and there's no reason that you shouldn't get reimbursed for some of the spending that you have in order to make your company more competitive. Absolutely. I mean, it's there. Sometimes you think things are too good to be true. In this particular case, honestly, I'm telling you that it is not too good to be true. The money is there. It's really relatively easy to get. You just have to pick up the phone or send that email and make a connection and go for it and just push yourself a little bit. Here's what I would say to our listeners. If you think that it's valuable to get this grant money and if you think that it would be valuable to you to have a resource online that consolidates places to go in order to find where this grant money is at, because I know, you know, with our, with our government, it's, it's kind of a mystery sometimes. Let us know. Go to makingchips.com slash 14. Leave a comment. Go to our social media. Connect with us. Let us know. Say, yes, I would like to see a, page on your website where you connect us with these federal grant programs. And and Jim and I will put that together. Sounds great, Jason. I hope we can provide some value to our listeners. That's about it. Any other news you want to talk about? 
No, I don't think I have anything else. Okay, that's good. Let's wrap it up. Episode 14 in the bucket. Bam. Oh, I was just going to say bam. You never, let, you, never let, you never let me say bam. Go ahead. Bam. Jason, wrap it up. <laughs> bam. <laughs> this podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips.